you for this gathering. Father, my prayer tonight is that you will grant utterance as you direct and even lead as to what to be said and to you yourself through me ministering to each one of us and to take your glory because all glory and honor belongs to you. May you speak to us concerning this subject of the kingdom of God as it is the desire for every man. But it's not just the desire but that we may enter. Show us the way and give us the direction to your glory and to your honor. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Yesterday, our senior pastor started with this topic, finding the kingdom of God as a treasure. Finding the kingdom of God as a treasure. So the issue is, there is the kingdom of God. And how do we look at it? Do we see it as something valuable? Is this something that, you know, there is nothing that you can exchange it for? There is nothing but that. And yesterday there was one statement that he made. That for those of us, or for anyone who has found the kingdom of God as a treasure, you must count yourself as a privileged individual. Indeed, it is a privilege to find the kingdom of God as a treasure. Especially when he said, Christ said to those people and speaking to them in parables. And I was saying to myself, the whole essence of Christ's coming was to present the kingdom of God to us. In Matthew 4, 17, he says, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. And as you go through all the Gospels, it's all about the kingdom of God. Then when you look at the twelve apostles that he commissioned for this assignment, it was all about the kingdom of God. Then you also look at the fact that Scripture says, the kingdom of God has been prepared for us since the foundation of the world. And then he also came to redeem us all for the purpose of the kingdom of God. But in all of this, Christ says, I'm speaking in parables. And it is not everybody who will understand what I'm saying. So I'm saying to myself, having come out of all of this, why should Christ also say this? That is why when our senior pastor said, it is a privilege for us to be counted among those who know what the kingdom of God is and have found it when not to give thanks to God. It's because when you look at Matthew chapter 19 verse 20, Matthew 19 20, I'm looking at this rich young ruler. He was a young man and said that all these things I have kept from my youth. What do I still lack? He says, all these I have kept from my youth. And I believe we can all look at ourselves. That we've been around for a very long time. We've been around for a very long time. Because we've been there. Because from my youth, from my youth, I have been around. I don't think there is anything that I lack. 
We can even say that for those in the sunshine band, they were born into the sunshine band here. Went through faith builders classes. Thank God we have a school of ministry. And may even go on to Tumi. Now I'm asking myself, if they can lose them for my youth, I think I've gone through all of this. Can we confidently say that each one of us has found the kingdom of God as their treasure? This is something for each one of us to reflect over. And here we are talking specifically about the kingdom of God as a treasure. We are not talking about the fact that I belong to the church. That I have been being a member of the church since I was born. Or I'm a Christian. We're talking this evening specifically about the kingdom of God. And whether we see the kingdom of God as a treasure. Reverend Anson just said that even just spoke to somebody. He said the salvation. People don't even know. And sometimes when you go on outreach, people will tell, they say, we have believed that we are Christians. But as you probe, you will find that we don't know about the treasure. But it says, all my youth. I'm sure we can always say that all my years have been around. But we are talking specifically about the kingdom of God. That do we see it as a treasure? And do we think that we have come to the point that we can say that we'll be accepted to enter into it? That is the issue. We're not talking about the fact that I also belong to the church. But the single objective is that the kingdom of God is there. But you have to be admitted. You must be accepted into it. Are we there yet? Have we really prepared ourselves to be accepted into it? We can do an individual assessment. And that's us. We haven't started my topic yet. I'm sorry for nothing else but this one. As I was reflecting on it, looking at my own life, I said, we went in the scripture union in the early 70s. I know Brother Obed will bear me out. And we were there because we didn't want to be punished, or sometimes. <laughs> you need to run away from seniors. <laughs> but I'm sure I will refer to as part of my youth. <laughs> but I can see it doesn't matter. And even until 1981, when in our graduate school class, one lady I'll never forget, Yajo Degraf Johnson, I've never seen her since we left. She was the first person who actually introduced Christ to me, but somehow I missed it. Because I thought I was like this rich young ruler. Because I thought that, you know, I think I'm a good boy. I missed the kingdom of God. I didn't understand it. I'm being honest with you. And from 1981 until 1990, so I said, if I had passed on, what would have happened? It was not until 1990 that at the full gospel meeting, I accepted Christ. So I'm saying for over 22 years, probably in the wilderness. In all of this, from my youth. But I didn't know the treasure. And even that, having joined even the full gospel to the Noble Church chapter, I even rose to become one of the secretaries. But we were just there. And brethren, talking about the kingdom of God as a treasure, I can say to you that it's only in recent times, I'm confessing, that I'm really understood what it means. I'm talking about the kingdom of God. And we've been accepted, not just because we say we are born again, we are Christians, and therefore it's automatic. That is one. In fact, if you look at, uh, I think Luke chapter 13, verse 24. 
Luke chapter 13, verse 24. He says, Strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many will say to you, I will seek to enter. I believe everybody will seek to enter. Everybody will seek to enter. But he says, but will not be able. If you ask any Christian today, he will tell you, I would like to make it to heaven. And that is what it means by it. many will seek to enter. But I'm talking about real understanding of the kingdom of God as a treasure where you put everything aside and focus on the kingdom of God. We need to come to that point. We need else. You might think that I've come around, I've given my life to Christ, I was at the altar call some 10, 15 years ago, I have done this, I have done that, I have done that. But there must be an acceptance. There must be an acceptance into that kingdom. And that is why tonight, let's individually reflect on it. says, you must find this kingdom as a treasure. Something which is valuable and for which you put everything aside and say that I am going for this kingdom. That is what we are talking about. We are not talking about the fact that, oh, I give my life to Christ. Oh, I belong to this. Oh, I was a full gospel, I was a member. Oh, the Christian Union, I was a member. Oh, this foolish, I was a member. We are not talking about that tonight. Tonight, specifically, we are talking about the kingdom of God. How do we value it? And do we think we have come to the point where we can say that we can be accepted to enter? Hallelujah. And for the outline for my presentation for tonight, there are four main key areas I would like us to look at. So that is why I was saying, for those of us who have come very far and now appreciate the kingdom of God, we need to give thanks to God. Because like we said, many will seek, but they say, but will not be able. Many will seek. Many, but will not be able. And I'm asking myself, why can't they be able to understand? Why is that it is there? It's been presented. Christ came. He gave it to us. He said the kingdom is there. That is why he came. But he's telling us that you are seeking for it, but you will not be able to. The issue is the entry. It's not the seeking, just the seeking. The important issue is not that I desire to be there. I desire to enter. The issue is are we able to enter? So now the four main broad areas I would like us to look at this matter are one, where we find ourselves today. Where we find ourselves today. Then the second point, we'll look at some biblical points relating to kingdoms. The third point, we will look at the uniqueness of this kingdom of God. Then the fourth point, how can we find this kingdom of God as a treasure? Brendan, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 31. Genesis chapter 1, verse 31. It says, then God saw everything that he had made. And indeed, it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. So what God made in Genesis chapter 1. What he made was good. There was no problem with it. There was no problem. But we all knew how sin entered what God had created for us. I'm bringing this out because you might not see how valuable this treasure is. That is why some people are so clinging on to this world and the values. That's why we should know the state of this current world. 
and where we find ourselves. And in Genesis chapter 6, verse 5 to 6, it says, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of his thoughts, of his heart, was only evil continually. Verse 6. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. Something that God had made, that was good. Man, handed over to man, will begin to see what is going to happen. In the verse 11 and 12 of Genesis chapter 6, the earth was also corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And Brendan, since then, what we have recorded or seen is decay and decline. Those who were born in those days, Methuselah and Co., they could live over 900 years. Today, what we see, we say 28 years, the person is gone. Was that how God wanted it for us? Look at the crime we see around. I mean, in Europe, Middle East, there is no weak. Look at what is going on in the world. Last Sunday, some Christians in Pakistan, children at the playground, I think they killed about 60 or 70. And it's week after week. Is that the world that God created for us? The world is not safe. I was telling a young man this evening that my prayer is that God should even come, Christ should come this evening. You say, hey. <laughs> it's because if you look at the crime and the state in which we find ourselves now, I ask myself, is it worth to be here? There is no righteousness. Look at the issue of migrants. Is that what God created for man? You look at the state of the economy. China. Virtual recession. And once the survey hits the U.S. And it's going to be the whole world. It's going to be the whole And our own country. Even the water to drink. I mean, Ashanti and Eastern region, we are not careful. If Christ doesn't come as the person who said, hey, if Christ doesn't come and leave the water to drink, this is a fact. Because our chiefs have allowed our waters to be polluted with galamsey. Common water to drink. So if God has promised us a kingdom, shouldn't we look forward to it? So I'm saying to myself, you and I, do we have a place in this current world? Especially when we look at Second Peter chapter 2, verse 8, and we see the evil, the deception around us. He says, if we are not careful, for that righteous man dwelling among them tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing the lawless deeds. If you look at the lawlessness going on, as he says, as we see them and we hear them, if we are not careful, we will vex our righteous souls. Today, we say evil is good. Even in the church, the spiritual wickedness, people are struggling for power. We know in the political arena and then in the churches. So, you know, and I'm asking myself, is there still the desire for some people for this world? Because as you can see, this world, scripturally, has no future. 
And I therefore do not see why anybody should want to have a future in this world who has no future. The world has no future. Why would you want to build a future in a world which has no future? But unfortunately, we are crazy about this world. And we say we want to make names for ourselves for this world. But this world has no future. But thankfully, Christ says, there is another kingdom for us. That is why as believers, there is hope. As believers, there is hope. The world may be decaying. The world is decaying. In fact, the world, it cannot be any better than how God created it again. That is not going to happen. That is not going to happen. So if praise be to God, He has promised us something new. All that I can say is that our heart should be in that new thing that He has prepared for us. So if we say that we cannot have time and put all our heart in this new kingdom that has been prepared for us, I'm asking myself, why do you want to be part of this world? This world has no future. We have a home. As believers, we have a home. We have a home. The second aspect, point, on the outline that I would like to look at, is that it is scriptural. Daniel chapter 2, verse 39 through to 41, or even to 44. Talking about the various kingdoms. I mean, where we are going to is not going to be better. So it says, but after you shall arise another kingdom, which is what? Inferior. The four kingdoms were the Babylonian Empire, the Persian, Greece, and the Roman Empire. And it says, after this first one, by the Babylonian one, the next one coming will be inferior. Then another, a third kingdom of bronze, rule over all the earth. So the next one is going to be inferior, and the verse 39, let's see, let's look at the 39 again. No, the 40, sorry. And the fourth kingdom shall be as strong as iron, inasmuch as iron breaks in pieces and shatters everything. And like iron that crashes, that kingdom would what? Break in pieces and crush all the others. Verse 41. Whereas you saw the feet and the toes partly of the potter's clay and partly of iron, the kingdom shall be what? Divided. Yet the strength of the iron shall be in it, just as you saw the iron mixed with ceramic clay. Verse 42. And as the toes of the feet were partly of iron and partly of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and what? Partly fragile. Verse 43. As you saw the iron mixed with ceramic clay, they will mingle with the seed of men but they will not adhere to one another. Today we have the European Union. They are trying to come together. That is where we are. You know, world leaders want to rule the world, but the scripture says that, but they will not. If you have the Good News Bible, let's look at the Good News Bible. On this particular verse. Do you have it? No. But what he's saying is that, but they will not adhere. In fact, the Good News Bible says that they will not remain united. You know, recently, the Prime Minister of UK, I'm sure we're all familiar, is the UK wants to pull out. It is scripture. 
It is not him. Because scripture says that they will never be united. That is why when the world says they want to bring about peace in Israel, if they want to have a controversy with God. Scripture says that they will not adhere to one another, just as iron does not mix with clay. And the UK is going to go to a referendum. Let's see what happens. The verse 44. But in all of these, the verse 44. And in the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms. And it shall stand what? Forever. This was written in 535 BC. But that is the word of God. That is the word of God. So for all those kingdoms, they will try. You will try and create superpowers. This kingdom is going to come. And no kingdom can stand it. Hallelujah. And brethren, I'm saying, as we see these signals, do we need anybody to tell us that we need to put our hearts in this new kingdom that our Christ has promised us? As believers, we are privileged to have this truth. All we have to do is to believe in it and put our heart in it. Hallelujah. So on the third point, this new kingdom, what are we talking about? We just got a bit from Daniel 2, 44. In Hebrews chapter 12, 27 to 28. Hebrews chapter 12, 27 to 28. Now this yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken. As of the things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Verse 28. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. So the kingdom that we are going to receive cannot be shaken. So what we have to do is to the Lord give us the grace. We need the grace of God so that we can serve God acceptably and in godly reverence. Hallelujah. Then in Second Peter chapter 3, verse 13, in that kingdom, it's all righteousness. We're given some uniqueness of this kingdom. So it says, nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and the new earth, in which what? Righteousness dwells. Where we are now, we may try and come out of all sorts of laws, but it can never come close anywhere near the kingdom that has been promised. And back to the scriptures that we started with yesterday. So in all of this, then you ask yourself, Christ is saying, back to Matthew 13, verse 11. Matthew 13, 11. Then he says that, He answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them, it has not been given. I'm looking at all what is coming. Christ is saying it is a mystery. Which means it will be difficult for some to understand. It's going to be difficult for some to understand. And we need to count ourselves blessed if we receive understanding. So in Matthew 11, 
verse 25. That is frightening. He says, At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and the prudent and have revealed them to babes. Because I would have thought such an important thing. But he says, it's been hidden. And I'm asking myself, why should it be hidden? Why should it be hidden? In fact, in Matthew, I think 1644 or so, let me see. No, Matthew thirteen forty-four. Matthew thirteen forty-four. It says again, the kingdom of heaven is like it is like treasure, hidden, hidden in a field. I'm asking myself, brethren. If it is hidden, then we have to be serious. Hidden, as scripture is telling us. It says it is hidden. It is hidden. Which a man found and hid. So we need to thank God that we will find it. Otherwise, like the rich young ruler, he said from my youth, he came close to finding it. But you couldn't find it. Because it says it is hidden in a field. Which means we need to be serious if you really are looking for this kingdom. It is not just lying there for you to easily set eyes on it. We need to find it. So it says, again the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hid in the field which a man have found. And therefore he sells all and buys that food. I pray that we will find it because it has been hidden. Because it has been hidden. Now I'm asking myself, he's saying it is a mystery. And it's been hidden from the wise and the prudent. It's been hidden. I don't think any of us will want to be in that position. So we may have to be like babes for it to be revealed to us. See, again, like I started by saying, it is not just saying that I am a Christian, I'm part of this group or that. We are talking about finding a place in the kingdom of God. We being accepted. We gaining entry. Because what we saw in Matthew said that many will seek it, but they will not be able to enter. They will not be able to enter. So I'm asking myself, why is it hidden from the wise? Hidden from the prudent, but it's been given to base. Do we have a heart for that kingdom? Otherwise, why should God reveal it to us? I believe He needs to look. He will look at our hearts. Is it a heart ready to find a place in the kingdom of God? If you don't have the heart for it, I don't believe He will reveal anything to you. Because you are wise in your own mind. You are wise in your own mind. Brother, we need to have that heart. To receive this truth. Otherwise, we may be around and be around and be around and we will never see the value of this kingdom. Because we are too wise. Because we are too wise. Do we have the heart? Do we see any value? Do we think that this treasure, this kingdom is valuable? Such that we want to put everything aside 
and to know more about it. It is only when we have that heart, then God will begin to reveal more about the kingdom to us. We need to come to the level as babies that, Lord, we don't know. I need to know you. I want to know more about the kingdom. How can I enter? What do I need to do to enter? And we shouldn't take it lightly. We shouldn't take it lightly. Because there is a parable of the wedding banquet. Peace some made light of it. People made light of it. To be invited to a wedding banquet. But some made light of it. So let's have that heart. And treasure what God has prepared. We need to find it. Let's not forget it is hidden. But we must find it. And it's only when we have the heart that Lord will want to find a place in this kingdom. So give us understanding. What do I have to do to qualify to be accepted? If these thoughts doesn't engage you, I don't believe you'll be counted. Because you may be too wise in your own mind. And brethren, these things are spiritually descent. They are spiritually descent. That is why we need to come to the point where we need to kill the flesh and bury it completely. Otherwise, we will not even appreciate what will be revealed to us. And for many of us, it could be worldliness. This world that is decaying, we may find our heart still in it and will not receive any understanding. We need to kill the flesh. The flesh has to die. Because what will be revealed to us is spiritual. And if you lack spiritual understanding, you will not find the value of this kingdom. Your mind and everything will still be worldly. We need to be spiritual. We need to be spiritual. Another point is that the power of sin of our lives should be broken completely. In other words, people are still enjoying the pleasures of this world. And you cannot find a hidden treasure if the power of sin is not broken over your life. The power of sin has to be broken completely. Then you begin to see the value. Otherwise, you are tempted to enjoy the pleasures of this world. Enjoy the pleasures of this world. You will not see the value of this kingdom. So we need to be spiritually minded. The power of sin over our lives should be completely broken. And then we need to set our affection on the kingdom. Are we desirous of entering the kingdom? Do we, have, do we really, really have that desire? The Lord, we see that this kingdom is coming. This kingdom cannot be shaken. The world will live now. There's a complete decay and decline. But you have promised there's a kingdom. And this kingdom cannot be shaken. This kingdom is full of righteousness. I would like to be part of it. What does it take? Or what will it take for me to be part of it? Are we desirous in our hearts? Are we desirous in our hearts? The Father of this kingdom that you have promised, I'm desirous to be part of it. So my affection is on you. No matter what is presented, my affection is on you. And that is why for others, you need to sell everything. Which means nothing else should take the place of the kingdom before us. Because for some of us, if you are not careful, when he says, give up, what has become a hindrance? Because we are not there yet. We've not, it's not been revealed to us the value of it. When he says, give up, 
and take the kingdom, we are still holding on to it. But my prayer tonight for all of us is that we all will come to that point where we will give up what we are holding, what has become a hindrance. Because if we don't do that, we will not see the value of what has been given to us. We will not find it. It's been hidden, but we must find it. And we need also to come to that point where we will not leave anything to chance as it comes to our preparation to enter. You remember the ten virgins? Do we have sufficient oil in whatever preparations? it will take a lot of preparations on our part to enter. The scripture said, but they will not be able to enter. So we need to ask ourselves, what is it that is blocking me? For which reason I may not enter. For some, they didn't have sufficient oil because they did not prepare adequately. Are we making our preparations adequate? Or are we taking it lightly? What is standing in our way? Nothing should stand in between us and the kingdom of God. Not our positions. For somebody it was possessions. For somebody it may be a position. You remember the governor Felix in the book of Acts. He had it right. But he said, not now. There was one gentleman I was witnessing to. He begged me not to talk about the kingdom. Because this is not the time. Who knows his time? Because he says, I know the truth, but I'm not ready. That was Governor Felix. I think in the last chapter 26 or so. He says, I've heard all. Maybe let's quickly look at Acts chapter 26, I believe, verse 44 or so. Acts 24, 25. Acts chapter 24, verse 25. He says, Now as he reasoned about righteousness, self control, and the judgment to come. He reasoned. He has spoken about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come. Felix was afraid and answered, Go away for now. When I have a convenient time, I will call you. But for us, the time is now. The time is now. Let's begin to love what has been prepared for us. And let's be kingdom conscious. Let's be kingdom conscious. Let's have a joy for what Christ has prepared for us. And daily, let's begin to ask ourselves, So, Lord, what should I do to enter? What am I doing? That will be a hindrance. And you will find it. I believe the Holy Spirit will speak to us. If we seriously have it in mind, the Father will want to find this treasure. The Lord will give us understanding. All we need to do is to have that heart for this kingdom and to be part of it. Let's not be like the wise people or for those who are prudent. Let's come to the level of babes. Nothing about our fame, nothing about our position, but all about Christ and the kingdom. When we get to that point, then the Lord will know that this lady, this gentleman, this father, this son, 
is desirous of entering. And he will begin to speak to us. And he will say, brother or sister, this thing in my view is a hindrance. You need to take this issue up. You need to drop this thing and you will find a kingdom. It is not an issue of I've been here since my youth. It is an issue of finding the kingdom. The rich young ruler came very close. He had no other a personality like Jesus Christ himself witnessing to him. But he missed it at that time. We have an opportunity. Let's not be like Governor Felix. Let's sell all that we have and know that all we need is the treasure which has been provided for us. And as we, I believe that as we put our hearts into it, Christ will begin to speak to us that this thing that you are holding, it is not necessary. This thing that you are holding to give it out. This thing that you are holding, give it up. And you begin to unfold whatever that has been covered you begin to release that covering and our eyes will be opened and we will find it and we will make our way into it. Shall we please be on our feet? Let's begin to reflect on the fact that this world is not going anywhere. coming close. As I say to you, it's expiry date. It's coming close. There's no gain struggling to take a position in this world. It's decaying very fast. Now you have all sorts of churches. Some are even proud of opening satanic churches. And just last week, this post thing, is it beyond your whatever, so open the church. She says she's a goddess. And has printed her own Bible. And her pastor, when she was a youth, has endorsed it. That is where the world is going. This world has no future. But God has promised us the future. Nothing can be exchanged. Whatever it is that we are holding for somebody to us possessions, he says, give this up. And brethren, others found it. Zacchaeus found it. What is Zacchaeus here that the rich young ruler didn't hear? It was the same Jesus Christ who spoke to them on different occasions. But Zacchaeus found it. I pray tonight that we also will find it. Abraham found himself on the land that has been promised. But he said, I'm looking at the city that God himself is building after for me. That was the revelation. We need to catch this revelation. We are not settling. Not even for the land here. But what Abraham saw. That even dwelling in tents on that land. He was looking beyond. For the city. Whose foundations were built by God. Zacchaeus had it. He found it. May we find it. It's the worldliness. It may be dying to the flesh. Sometimes when it comes close to us, 
We are saying, no, we won't give up. It's touching us. But it's only when we release it. When we drop it, we'll find the kingdom. When we drop it, we'll find the kingdom. But if we hold on to the possessions, to the fame, and cherish us those things more than the kingdom, then God knows our hearts. He will know that we are not ready. He will know that we are not ready. But when we give it all up, when we kill the flesh, when we put away worldliness, when we say that we have no portion in this world, when we say, Father, we have given up everything, He will unfold unto us what we need to see. We don't want to be part of those who see, but they don't see. May we receive understanding. Lord, help us. May we not be blinded by the forces of this world. May we see through and through what you have prepared for us. A strong desire in our hearts to be in this kingdom. A strong desire to find a place in this kingdom. Abraham and Kohab should challenge us. Moses should challenge us. Zacchaeus should challenge us. Others have made it. We can also make it. Once we have the right heart. And we are ready to give up. And to get rid of those things. He will grant us understanding. We will find it. We will desire to know more. And He will give us revelation. And He will be ready for it. Lord, we thank you for tonight. Continue to give us the grace. And prepare our hearts to know the value of your kingdom. And what it will take individually for us. Living for you, our righteousness and holiness, not defiling ourselves so that we can enter. Lord, we thank you for tonight. We bless you and we give you all the praise. Hallelujah.